Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned into episode number 471 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack, and this is our deep dive episode. So thanks for joining us. We have what I hope is a interesting topic tonight, and it may be part one of a part two of our topic. I'm not sure how deep we're going to get into it, but I guess it just depends on if I follow the syllabus that I've outlined for myself or if anybody has any questions. But we're going to try and break it up into a sort of shallow dive and then a deep dive. But if we get through all of it, then I guess there will only be one. Before we get to that, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. So we're all here again. And the subject of our topic tonight is one that we have sort of teased over a few episodes in the past, and that is Hamshack Hotline. So we're going to get into that. This is a project that, you know, I never did bother to find out how long the project has been around. It's obviously been around for a little a little while, but it only came to my attention about two and a half to three months ago, I would say. And I didn't really get fully into it until about six weeks ago. I kind of dove into or dived, I guess is technically correct, into the deep end. But we're not going to quite get there tonight we're going we're gonna to sort of hint at the deep end. So let's start at the shallow end and just tell you what Hamshack Hotline is. And I'm going to use uh, my slightly modified version of their words to explain what Hamshack Hotline is. It's a free, and they, they uh, abbreviated HH, which will probably come up later on, dedicated VoIP telecom service for the ham radio community. Typically, phones are established in ham shacks, EOCs, clubs, ARIES facilities, and other ham-related areas. It is not the intention of HH to replace traffic carried over radio in an emergency or other tactical operation. It is designed to augment operations by offloading managerial communication and providing a full duplex path when spectrum is occupied, conditions diminished, or otherwise unavailable. HH also supports faxing of information, Ooh, keeping up with the times, which allows tactical offices to share documents and data between operational locations. In non-tactical use, HH is an effective resource for off-air troubleshooting when you need to coordinate service to a radio circuit between multiple SMEs. In addition to this, conference bridges on the HH network allow large groups of hams to coordinate and meet in real time anywhere in the world. So none of this is RF-based. It is entirely a phone network, therefore it is carried via the interwebs, so it is reliant on the internet for actual functionality, and it's a group of servers 
that service the you know hams around the world. There are different core networks that provide service to different parts of the world. And as of this recording, there are five different networks. The first one, the first one is HHUS, which of course services the Americas. There is HHEU, which as you might guess, services Europe. There's HHAP or HAP, which uh, of course stands for Asia Pacific. And those networks are designed for uh, phones that are supported by the network. And there's a, a small group of phones that they would prefer that folks use when they're on the, the networks. But if you don't have one of those phones or if you want to do something crazy, they have the X networks for experimental. There's the HHUX which is for the United States experimental users. And then there's HHX, which is Canadian experimental users. I'm not sure about experimental use in Europe and Asia Pacific. I don't know if they're rolled into the EU and AP networks or if they just don't allow it. But maybe that will come up in a, in a future discussion of Hamshack Hotline. All of the networks are connected together so if you're on HHUS, you can talk to somebody on HHUX or HHAP or whatever. This is just their organization of what extensions they put onto the network. And since this is actually a telephone network, it's ex it works exactly like you might think. You literally have a hard phone. Uh, in this case, it's, it'll be a VoIP phone or a SIP phone. So, you know, if you've got a lot of people have these lying around and if you don't have one lying around, you can get one on eBay for for really cheap. They have a few recommended phones for the networks and I believe all of them or maybe 90% of them are older Cisco phones. They're the SPA type phones. There are several of them. There's like the SPA 504, 508, 52, 524, 525, 528, things like that. And these are these are all um, sort of older generation Cisco phones. Like I said, you can pick these up on eBay if you don't happen to have one. For I think they're going for like 20, 25 bucks for the hard phones. So they're they're very easy to come across. And uh, some of them actually support what are called sidecars, which are attachments which create, which give you more buttons where you can store, you know, uh, hotkeys or speed dials, things like that. So the whole purpose of this is to be able to have a network independent of the phone service, like whatever phone service you're using, whether it's cellular or landline based, to connect directly to other hams. Any ham can sign up. You just have to have a phone. In the early days, I guess they didn't require you to have a hard phone, but they do now. They do have a setup later on that allows you to get a, to use soft phone software. There's several different kinds of soft phone software, but they no longer allow you to just have a soft phone. So you have to have a hard phone first if you want to get on the network. And uh, basically, I gave you the sort of outline of what those hard phones are. Basically, if you have a, a small business type Cisco phone, you're good to go. I believe there are a couple others. 
And if you want to get on that way, that's the easiest way for sure, because they automate a lot of the process for getting connected to the network. And uh, there's another way to get connected to, which we'll talk a little bit about later on, because it's a much, much more deep topic than just getting on the network. So after your hardware requirements, after you're getting your, your hard phone, uh, in my case, I have an SPA 508. I just happened to have one lying around here. I used to use it for work, but I've upgraded to a different phone. So that was literally sitting in a box on the shelf. And I saw that it was one of their recommended hard phones. So I pulled it out of the box and said, huh, I can get online with this. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. If you're just doing it this way, if you're just putting a hard phone on the network and you just want to get connected to Hamshack Hotline, there are no software requirements. The only software is the firmware that would be on your phone. And generally speaking, if your phone supports SIP, the hard phones, but the trunks are, are IX because I, I literally did the automated process with the Cisco phone, but I'm pretty sure Cisco phones don't support IAX. That's a, that's a open protocol type thing. Well, SIP is too, but it's, a, it's, it's just different. So, so I think the hard phones are, are done with SIP. The trunks are done with IAX or EX. But like I said, if you, if you just have one of these phones and you want to go through the process, it's, it's all pretty much automated. So what you have to do to get online is you grab your phone, you have to know the serial number and the Mac, or one, one, the other, or both. And then you have to go to Hamshack Hotline's ticketing system. They, they vet all access to the network. So you have to go through their ticket system. A link to their ticketing system will be in the show notes. And you have to submit a ticket and say, I have X phone. It's serial and Mac or this. My call sign is this. I would like to be added to the network. You know, submit your ticket. And then in 24 to 48 hours, give or take, they will hand you back an extension. And in the current generation of Hamshack Hotline, all extension numbers are 10-digit. They, they have different prefixes which indicate which network you're on. They can be like 5-5 or 8-1 or something like that, but they'll all be 10 digits total. They don't have short ones. They don't allow custom extension numbers. It's all in their wiki, why they don't, and why you can't get your, you know, your cat's birthday as an extension number. But so, so you just have to deal with what you're assigned. So once your ticket is completed, they'll send you an extension number. And if you're using one of their approved phones, they will send you a URL, which will actually auto program your phone. You, you type in the URL in a browser connected to the network that your phone is on. And it will flash the firmware with the updated configuration. Your phone will reboot and you'll be on the network. It just happens like magic. So that's pretty cool. That's how I got my Cisco phone set up. Uh, my, uh, my extension, if anybody wants it, is 61000011811. So <laughs> the, you'll, you'll note that in the new 10-digit scheme, there are lots of zeros because, you know, this hasn't been around all that long, and the numbers are incrementing one at a time. So I don't know how many people they have on the network. I know it's thousands, but um, I don't know how many thousands. But again, 6-1 is the U.S. network uh, prefix. Then, the five, then basically the rest of it is the extension number. So I'm essentially... Uh, 
extension 811 with uh, all of the uh, preceding zeros to flesh out the 10 digits. So, so once you're on the network, then you are able to call other people on the network. And it's literally a direct dial situation. So if I wanted to call extension, you know, 500, I would just dial 61000000500 and it would ring that extension, assuming someone's at that extension. It's uh, pretty simple. It's not, of course, connected to any outbound trunking. So you cannot make like an actual landline phone call using Hamshack hotline. That's not its purpose. But, you know, for just reaching other hams who have have this service in the ham shack, you can definitely use it for that. So there's, let's see, where to go from here. I mean, that that is really the long and short of it. It's if you just want to get on the network and not do anything else, that's all you have to do. You know, it's a matter of 24 to 48 hours and having a hard phone in hand and you're good to go. Now, there's uh, you may wonder, like, well, who can I talk to? Who's on Hamshack Hotline? Well, they have an online directory. You can go to their hamshackhotline.com address, and up at the top, you can select the directory listing, and it's searchable, so you can search by name, call sign, location, things like that, and find people who are on the network, so that's pretty easy. And just recently, they set up an LDAP database for the directory as well, so that you can connect to extensions directly from your phone doing a lookup. All of these SIP phones that they support, support LDAP directory lookup. So through your phone interface, you have to do some configuration in in the web interface for your phone. But once you've done that, it's pretty simple. The walkthrough is really easy. It's in the wiki. The link to that, of course, will be in the show notes. And once you've done that, then through your phone, you can type in a call sign or location or name, and it will pop up extensions. And it will be in a list that's essentially direct dials. So all you have to do is tap on the button, and it will ring that extension. So like any other phone network, there are phone features. For example, uh, conference calls. They have conference bridges built into the network. One of them, I think, is uh, 3311. I think that's a pretty typical uh, conference bridge extension. And that's literally just an open ex- an open conference bridge. So if you want to get 10 AMs together to all talk at once, you can all get on your extensions and dial 311. You get a voice prompt set, you know, asking you who, who you are. You say who you are, and then you're connected to the conference. And then you can talk with 10 of your best buds or whatever. So they have that, and then they have a couple of special extensions, which are designed for audio streaming and RF linking. One of these I have already set up on my system, which is an RF bridge. They have special extension numbers starting with 9.4, and what they do is they link the Hamshack hotline network to, you know, like in my case, an all-star node. They can be linked to anything that can be connected to from the Hamshack hotline network. But in my case, it was all-star. I have, I have several all-star nodes. And what I did was I requested an extension on the system and they linked to my all-star link node and they gave me extension nine, four, one, four, one. So if you're on Hamshack hotline, 
and you dial 94141, you will actually be linked to my All-Star Link node. So you can hear anything that's going on in my All-Star Link node. And they even have a special PTT function that allows you to transmit through your phone. So you can actually engage in an All-Star Link conversation via your Hamshack hotline phone, which is kind of cool. There's a, there's a key sequence that you have to enter. I think it's like star nine, nine to, to actually open up your, your PTT. And then I believe you you hit zero to end your PTT, but it, but it does allow you to, to actually get an interact with an RF conversation. So that's pretty cool. And uh, there, there are people who have bridged these nodes to lots of things. And all of the things that are bridged are actually shown in the directory as well. So you can search for them. I think like uh, some IRLP stuff, like the East Coast reflectors in there and, and all kinds of other things. So if you uh, have your radio occupied with some conversation, but you want to be listening to the East Coast reflector, well, you can just connect your phone to it. So have a second operating device for, uh, for listening to two things at once if you want. And then they have audio streaming links, which I'm going to get set up here pretty soon, which actually will connect an extension to an audio stream. And we happen to have an audio stream here at Linux in the Hamshack. Every time we're recording live, you can listen to us live when we do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a special extension that will link Hamshack hotline with that audio stream. And it will have an extension starting with seven. So seven and then three digits. So you'll be able to pick up your handset, dial seven, you know, whatever it is, and listen to the live recording of Linux and the Hamshack via your phone as well. So all that is pretty cool. So uh, so the number you get, is it exposed to like the real telco world? It is not. So there's no like crossover for me to like dial into the Hamshack hotline and dial an extension from there not generally speaking if you don't have a pbx like a free pbx or uh, asterisk system or anything like that which is one way you can connect to the hamshack hotline which is the way i did it well actually i did it both ways i have a i have a hard phone and i have a pbx which you know you can do that they allow multiple different extensions but if you just have your like auto setup Cisco phone, the HHUS servers and EU servers and so on and so forth do not have links to actual telephone networks. In a situation like, you know, we do, it might be nice because because the Hamshack hotline can have a, a soft phone. So I can, I can have a soft phone extension connected to the Hamshack hotline. So we could actually use that to do like phone interviews. If somebody doesn't want to set a mumble or anything, just wants to call in to the show to do an interview, that audio can be integrated directly into the show. No, that's neat. Yeah. So, so there's some benefit to doing that, but that that's getting into the really deep part. That's the part about setting up a a full PBX, which I think we were going to put off to part two. (laughs) Yeah. Because that (laughs) is very detailed. Yes. And there's a whole set of different restrictions with that, that we found out, right? Yes. I'm still working with them on that because there are a couple of guys I know that are doing this thing where they're allowing multiple extensions through a single Hamshack hotline PBX, but their general use cases, they don't want people doing that. They don't want 
one PBX connecting and servicing hundreds of other people. They want, they want to be able to vet the people connected to the network. So they want you to connect to their servers directly, not via third party PBX. But there are at least two exceptions that I know of. So I'm still uh, talking with the, with the folks over at HH about that. Because I did give you a soft phone extension and it's, it should still work. They haven't, they haven't like, you know, they haven't cut you off, right? his, yeah, they haven't cut me <laughs> off yet. So. And I yeah, think I as long as I'm it. not, yeah, as, um, as long as I'm not doing it for tons of people, I think it's probably okay. But, you know, if I have two or three extensions here and there, like if I gave Cheryl one or, or something like that, I really doubt they would care. But technically their, their EULA says no go on that. Yeah. So. I think like, um, and when you talk about listening to RF and stuff like that, a lot of people would associate that with like um, Echo Link and and no networks like that. But the the bigger difference with this, with regards to you know phone to phone conversation, it is a full duplex connection. Where like you know um, Echo Link is a half duplex, and and also would be your RF streaming capability would be half duplex as well. Yes, exactly right. Any any part of it that connects to something that's half duplex will, of course, be half duplex. But from, I mean, literally, Hamshack Hotline in its core form is a true full duplex phone network. That is was what it's designed to be. All the ancillary stuff, like the RF bridges and uh, stream bridges and uh, trunk linking and all that stuff, that's all things it can do, but... Is sort of uh, separate from the core idea of the network. So, anything else to follow up on that? Or, <laughs> well, I'm just uh, like, uh, I mean, I, I I understand the 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 write up that says like what the purpose of this is for, and it's for you know primarily for like EOCs, Aries, and and stuff like that, where you need a, a another way to communicate directly between let's say you know i don't know shelters or something like that where you don't want to do it over the air and uh, maybe it's just managerial stuff or what have you um and you know doesn't translate very well uh, in a half duplex conversation possibly but um yeah i, I guess it's it's i don't know it's uh you could, it's it's not really rf at all it's not really designed to be radio it's just it's uh, designed to link radio amateurs and it can be used and I think they suggest that one of the better uses for it is like out of band communications for for dealing with RF issues. Like if you can't make a connection through an RF link or you're trying to fix something RF based, this is a way to make a connection to the other end that gives you an out of band path for dealing with that communication while you're while you're dealing with whatever the RF issue is. So as an alternative to using your cell phone or something like that. Exactly. Yes. Plus, it's private since it's a fully link. You know, it's a fully self-contained system. I mean, it's private insofar as the people who operate Hamshack Hotline will know what data is passing over it. But you're not putting anything out there on the cell phone network for sure. Does the NSA know about this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, are they recording all the Hamshack Hotline phone calls? <laughs> I. I'm guessing that's not happening yet, but who knows about the future? So, no, it's not like you can get a burner, uh, a burner Hamshack hotline phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they do keep track of that stuff. So yes, but 
There was there was one other feature I wanted to touch on, which is is a feature of phone systems that people might be familiar with, and that's BLF or Busy Lamp Field. And what that is is like if you have a phone with a bunch of extensions or speed dials on them, you can see the status of the other extensions. Like, you know, uh, my extension would be A11, and if I was on the phone and you had my extension programmed into your phone, you might be able to see if my phone was ringing or if I'm on the phone or if I'm off the phone. BLF was a feature of Hamshack Hotline in the past. They took it down, so there's currently no BLF infrastructure. However, they have said they are working to put it back in place. And I think, in, particularly in a case like like um, Hamshack Hotline, where it doesn't connect everybody, it only connects to people who connect to it, not like everybody has a telephone, but not everybody has a Hamshack Hotline phone. BLF is a really nice feature, and I hope they re-implement it. But in the meantime, if you want to contact somebody, you can't see their extension status. And if you want to know who's there, you have to go to the directories, whether they're online or on your phone. You can at least see who's on the network. You just can't tell if they're active. Same with the conference calls and so forth. So I'm hoping they do bring that back into into the light of day again. It, it would be nice to have it. I, I don't know if they're looking for coders for that or if they're just trying to ferret out what other problems they're dealing with before they look into re-implementing it or what, but they, they have said that it may come back. Okay, so that was really all I had to say about the, the sort of shallow part of this. I was going to sort of touch on what we might talk about the next time we talk about Hamshack Hotline. I, I In my six months, or six weeks, not months, of dealing with the Hamshack Hotline, I have gotten pretty in-depth into it. I did a lot of stuff with PBXs in the past. And, of course, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with Cisco phones in the past as well. Um, I've I've gone full-blown into this. I've set up my own PBX. I have a regular extension. I'm using experimental phones, and uh, all of it is working so far. So <laughs> this is good. Uh, I Like I said, I've also set up uh, real-world trunking. I've set up a full IVR. So when you call in, you, you'll get a thing that says, you know, for k5tux dial this for linking to the rf bridge press this blah blah, blah. you know you get the whole deal uh there's voicemail your your regular extension through uh hamshack hotline has voicemail associated with it if you set up a pbx you can of course set up voicemail for all the extensions i've done that and with that you also get things like sms messaging and yeah it's it can get pretty deep pretty quick i don't have anything else on here i've got free pbx which is the pbx i'm using it's a product of Sangoma. It's built on top of Asterisk. It presents a nice web-based GUI for setting all this stuff up, but absolutely unnecessary if you're only getting into the shallow end. If you just want to join the network at a cheap phone, do the auto config and call it good. But we will, in a future episode, dive into actually setting up a full PBX, setting up trunking, setting up call routing, setting up uh, full extensions, IVRs, webmail, or not webmail, but voicemail. And, and all of that good stuff. And I see someone put a note in here that says HH started in 2016. So there you fairly, go. Fairly young. Yep. Older than I thought it was, actually. But Yeah, I was just looking around their website, and it has a 
couple of like useful little tools and stuff like that just for your exploratory use. And they have a map that actually shows uh, the hotline map and how many uh, how many users are in each area and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. And you can kind of drill down, drill down into it, which is uh, pretty slick. Um, it also has the uh, the phone directory, like you said, has a phone book. And uh, you can actually search in there by state. If you want to see who's involved in your state, you just type in the state code like Missouri and then U.S. for U.S. So M-O-U-S. And then it'll give you everybody in Missouri in the United States. Or you can do your own state. You don't have to look at Missouri. Just I was just looking around because like I was looking at Montana and there's not much. <laughs> there's one guy in Billings that has a connection on here. So that's kind of cool. Um uh, but yeah, it uh, kind of shows you the uh, conference bridges as well. Um, you can kind of look through the bridge names. And then, of course, you can you just talked about the BLF stuff. And of course, it goes to uh, page not found. <laughs> on the, so they've definitely uh, disabled those from their website because it uh, just goes to Nowhereville. Uh, they also go over feature codes for uh, for the phones. Those are your star number phones like you want to do an echo test and stuff like that they have all that there uh, what else do they have in here services uh, bridges rf links they have all the list of all the rf links that are registered with the system so you can uh you can search through that that's not quite as searchable but uh it's on one page so you can just control f in your browser and find something if you're interested in it uh same thing with the uh the audio bridges as well those are all listed there. So yeah, pretty useful information can be found from the uh, from the website. Yep, and their wiki is very detailed. They have a couple of guys who are working on documentation, like full time on HH documentation. So it is very thorough. You can you can pretty much find anything you need and anything I've wanted to set up. There is a complete you know step by step walkthrough of how to get it done. So yeah, it's really good and that. I have I have one extension, or my PBX is actually set up through the AF0SS. That's that's how it shows up when you look at it in the directory. I honestly cannot remember what its extension is. I know it's six one zero 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 zero, and then five something. Uh, Bill was probably looking at the directory. He could probably tell me what the extension is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, five nine five. Six five nine five six one right. bunch of zeros and five nine five. Yeah, so if you dial that, you actually get into the PBX and it goes into the IVR. So if you're on Hamshack Hotline and you dial the eight one zero extension, that just rings one of my phones. But if you dial the five nine five, that goes into the PBX front end, and you can get to all of the things through there that you could get through through Hamshack Hotline. So instead of dialing like nine four one four one for the All Star Link Bridge. You can dial the AF0SS extension and then press three. It, it comes up in the IVR, you know, press three for the AF0SS all-star link. So you just press three and that links you there through there too. So multiple ways to do everything. PBXs are super powerful, but with power comes complexity. So we will definitely get into that in the future. But I think this is definitely enough to to get people onto Hamshack Hotline, and I would encourage you to do so. I think it's kind of a cool project. It's it's uh, only ham radio adjacent. However, it is definitely open source. It uses all kinds of open technology, 
and it's it's really kind of a neat thing and i and uh, i will say that if you get on the network you can expect calls from random hams because it happened to me (laughs) (laughs) but i also am supposed to be helping out nr0q who is one of the developers of grid tracker he's on the network and has some questions about his free free pbx install and is is going to get with me on hamshack hotline to uh, discuss these these issues so and uh, it's literally sitting here in my shack so if you're on hamshack hotline and you want to call me or like if you want to set up a schedule or something like that you know my my extension is out there and you can call me and it rings right here in my office so it's a real thing <laughs> it's, it's and i may not answer but there's voicemail so yeah it's know. real ham radio oh wait, no it's not real ham radio but it's real phone radio phone real phone. real yeah real phones well it's, it's ham radio adjacent yeah so yeah <laughs> real ham radio adjacency <laughs> exactly <laughs> no it looks it looks pretty neat yeah don't don't expect it to be you know ham radio because it is not however you know you get a you connect to one of those all-star link nodes or an irlp node or you know a ysf node or a repeater somewhere in nevada or something like that that is really linking you to rf and you can get on the air doing it so yeah i think uh if um if uh if you've heard this and you're interested in more details or interested in us and going over some more details of you know maybe free pbx trunking extensions and call routing and stuff like that and heavy detail in one of the deep dives definitely uh, leave us some feedback and uh that'll help guide uh guide russ's next topic or next talk on hamshack hotline and whenever that will occur you know we can't promise it'll be the next episode but uh um, I'm sure it'll be in the pipeline somewhere, but uh, it would be nice to uh, get some feedback on exactly what uh, what 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 part of this is uh, you'd like a little bit more technical detail or a little bit more of a deep dive from Russ, who has who's obviously already kind of deep dived into it <laughs> from the uh, the actual implementation side of things. So uh, so yeah, definitely uh, send us some feedback on that. Yes, and I will say that Hamshack Hotline has a Discord server. So if you're one of those people who uses Discord, they do support through the Discord. They have lots of users on there, and they're very responsive to questions and comments and help requests. Sometimes they may direct you to the ticket system if it's something involved, but there's there's a few guys in the Discord who have always been really responsive to, to questions and stuff I've posted in there. And everybody seems generally friendly, so definitely check out their Discord, and I will post a link, an invite link to their Discord in the show notes, so you can get on there if you desire. And other than that, I would definitely say check out the wiki, because it's super informative, and you can figure out everything you need to know about Hamshack Hotline from that. If you can read, you can get on Hamshack Hotline. So, I think that covers most of us. (laughs) Sweet. All right. Well, that I think brings us down to the end of the topic, but we're not quite to the end of the show because we have to bring in Cheryl here to talk about our, well, I guess we're not calling it the social media roundup, but before we do that, we do have one sort of follow-up announcement. And that was, I I told you on the last episode that we had migrated over to groups.io for the mailing list. I've uh, created two lists one a sort of general discussion list called LHS and an announcement list, LHS-announce. I've subscribed everybody to both. And the announcement list is where like episode announcements and events and contests and things will show up. Right now it's hooked up to the feed 
for Linux in the Hamshack, so it auto-populates when episodes are released. So if you're over there, you'll get those notifications in the mailing list. And then, like I said, general discussion will be in the other one. And if you want to manage your subscription, go to groups.io. And if you want to join, go to groups.io and search for LHS. So now we bring Cheryl in. We do have our uh, new subscribers, supporters, and live show participants to uh, report on for tonight. So we'll let her tell you what's what. Okay, so this week we do not have any new subscribers or Patreons, but we did have a few people join us on Facebook, and that is Victor Titorinko, Italo, IK7FQF, Klaus Gross, Rodney Barnes, Adrian Lane, Leon Yehuda, uh, Debajodi Das, and Wallace Reigns. On Twitter, we had at uh, WU3K underscore, at underscore N4MDP. On YouTube, we had Mike Armstrong and Vladislav Nikulin. On Discord, we had Scoobies, and there were no merchandise sales. And on the live chat, we had Ted, W-A-0-E-I-R, Tony, K-4-X-S-S, and John, K-1-B-T-C. And I think Darren's listening. He's just not in the chat. Okay, so Darren, VK-6-E-K. All right. Well, that brings us down to the actual bottom of the show. So we hope you got a little bit of information about Hamshack Hotline out of this and maybe sparked some interest, and we'll get a few more hams online and like I said, if you've got an old Cisco phone lying around, uh, you know, this is really easy to do. If you don't, go pick one up on eBay for 20 bucks, and you can get on the network. And if nothing else, give me a call. My networks are, or my phones are always connected. So yes, check it out. By. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standing by for your call. Yeah, if you want to call in with a donation, I can't say no to that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're not turning this into a PBS fun drive, but you know, <laughs> there's always that. Anyway, hope hope you all uh, enjoyed this a little bit, and if there's enough interest, we will definitely take a deeper dive into the PBX side of Hamshack Hotline and tell you all about the cool things you can do with that. In the meantime, we hope you have a great week and tune in next time for our short topics episode. And we hope to catch you all then. This has been episode number four hundred and seventy-one of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's one 909 547-7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism Music